the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. Joseph A. Mills, Jr. from Agape MC Ministries of Elitaria, Virginia. Thank you for tuning in to our Reigning in Life Through Faith radio broadcast. I pray that today's message will truly be a blessing to you. You know, there are people out here who need Jesus, and we need to uh, really understand the reason that Jesus came. I was thinking about talking about today and the birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus goes all the way back to Genesis. Genesis 3.15 is the first prophetic message that God gave to the earth that he would send Jesus to the earth. Let's look at that. Just read it. Um, This is the first prophetic message that he gave. And he was speaking to the devil. And he said in in the 15th verse, he says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. Now, uh, that's really prophetic because we understand women do not have seeds. Seed comes from man, the male. In this case, God himself, his word Became the seed in the woman that this, that the woman received, Mary received, so that Christ could be born in the earth. Amen? Amen. And so he says, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. I'm reading from the New King James Version. I've got some other scriptural references that I want to look at in reference to. Jesus coming to earth. Today is a special day. And um, we need to understand just how special it is because we are celebrating his birth. The announcement of the father that he would send a seed to bruise Satan's head because of what he did in deceiving Eve in the garden. The word of God says Eve was deceived, but Adam wasn't. This concerned the purpose or mission for his coming to the earth. When we look at that, we understand that his mission, his purpose coming to the earth was to take the authority that Adam had given to Satan, take it away from him. And so when we understand that, then we can understand all of the ramifications around the birth of Jesus, uh, King Herod trying to kill him, things that we may not have understood. Those things can be understood because we understand that Satan was the one who was trying to uh, defeat him in being here. And we saw it even from, because he didn't know exactly when he was coming. And so therefore uh, in Egypt, when the children of Israel was in Egypt and you read the story about them being there and they were killing all of the male children then. And of course, Moses was coming 
at that particular time and he was put in a in an ark placed on the water and uh, he was saved. So we can see uh, Satan working and trying to defeat what God had said in the garden uh, throughout scripture. I just want to uh, go through some things that we can see. Adam had uh, forfeited the plan of God by disobeying God's command when he told him he could eat from all the trees in the garden. Just don't eat from this, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from that tree. And so it was his disobedience to the command of God following someone else's instruction. And uh, of course, Adam, as I said, wasn't deceived, but Eve was. It doesn't say in scripture specifically that Adam told Eve not to eat from the tree, but it was his responsibility, even if he didn't, to tell her because he had gotten the information from God. Amen. And so he being the initiator of all other humans in the earth, it was his responsibility then to inform Eve of what she should or should not do in the garden. Amen. So Jesus would uh, legally restore the purpose and plan for man and earth because not only had Satan now taken control of man, but he had also taken control of the earth from man's perspective. In other words, man had been given dominion. Satan had taken that dominion from man and control of the things in the earth that he was supposed to. Let's look at a couple of passages of scripture. Let's look at 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8. We're talking about the reason that Jesus was born. Everybody has a, a purpose being born here in the earth. We're not just born here just to be born. We're born here because there is a purpose. God had purpose for each and every one of us. And it's according to his plan. It's God's plan. And our purpose fits within that plan that God has for the earth. Amen. First John, the third chapter in verse eight says, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. That's Genesis. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. So we understand his birth was to destroy the works of the devil. That was the reason that he was birthed into the earth. That was his purpose. That was his mission. God said it in the prophetic message in Genesis 3.15 that Jesus would bruise his head. In other words, take his authority from him. Amen. Colossians 2.15. The Amplified Version reads like this. God disarmed the principalities and the powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them by triumphing over them in him that is in Jesus and in it that is the cross. So, you know, it's something to understand your purpose in life or to even and maybe not understand initially, but <laughs> to come to the con- come to the understanding and the conclusion that you came to die a certain way. Boy, that's something. He, he 
the baby was born to die a certain way so that we could get back into the place that God initially purposed and planned for us. Are you with me? Yeah. We, we, we give gifts and things like that on Christmas, but he is the gift. It's not about us giving gifts to one another. As a matter of fact, as Minister Jerome was saying this morning, see, it says bring gifts to him so that he can present your gift to the Father. It's not about us giving gifts to one another. It's about us understanding who was the greatest gift to the earth. And then we give gifts to him so that he can present our gifts to the Father. Amen. Let's look at another passage of scripture, Hebrews 2.14. This is a little, probably a little different teaching about the birth of Jesus than y'all have heard. But this is what the Lord gave me. Amen. I just do what God want me to do. Now, in the the New King James Version, Hebrews 2.14 reads like this. Inasmuch then as, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood. He's talking about all of the people in the earth, we've partaken of flesh and blood. He himself likewise shared in the same. In other words, Jesus too, being the son of God, had to take on flesh and blood in order to be here in the earth and do what needed to be done. That through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So through his death, he was going to destroy the one who had the authority over death, Satan. Amen. Now, because a man fortified or for or 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 not fortified, but um, forfeited the plan, only a man could restore the plan. The reason that he was birthed. Well, let's look at it this way. The only way that God could restore man back to the plan that he initially started out with was that it would take a man who was perfect in order to give his life for the sake of all lives. And he could only do it through a body. He could not do this in the state that he was in, in the, in a spiritual state. He had to have a body. And so the scripture tells us that a body was prepared for him. That was the body that he had through his mother Mary that no man, male man had any part in. God by his word spoken to Mary and Mary receiving that word that word became flesh according to John the first chapter verse 1. The word became flesh one fourteen. And dwelt among us. So that word that was seed. Became flesh. In other words. Created a body. So that the son who had been with God. And was with God. Could now. Be placed in a body. And that body. Became the man. Christ Jesus. And only someone who had not been birthed by another man could now 
redeem man from the condition because his blood had not been contaminated by man's blood that had been contaminated through disobedience. Are you with me? Everybody following me? This is a great story. It's not just a story though. It's reality. It's what God needed in order to get us out of the condition that we were in. So let's, let's just move on in this. Okay. John 1 14 and we'll just, I, you know, I, I, I kind of quoted that, but let's look, look at that. I like for everybody to look at scripture, not just take my word for it. Amen. Amen. Go right there. Yeah. In uh, John, the first chapter, verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. Well, let's back it up to verse one. And then I drop down to verse 14. All right. Verse one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word, the word. Jesus was the word of God before he was before he was Jesus. All right. Yeah. He's always been Christ. He's always been Christ. When he was with the father, he was Christ. But he was also the his he was called the word of God because he was the one who spoke things into existence. So verse 14 says the word that was with God and the word that was God became flesh. Emmanuel. God with us. We were saying it this morning. See, if you really understand what's being sung, then you can appreciate what's being sung. If you don't understand what's being sung, you can't appreciate what's being sung. And there will be no life in what you're singing. Life only comes into what you understand. Because then it comes out of your heart and not out of your head. So maybe we can sing Emmanuel before we leave here again today. How about that? Because it's about God with us. Amen. Amen. I hope everybody heard me upstairs today. Get it all squared away before I get finished. And we, no, no hiccups. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Look at 2 Timothy 1.10. 2 Timothy 1.10. The only reason that people reject Jesus is because they don't understand why he came. If you understand why he came, then there's absolutely no way you can reject him. It's not a matter of whether or not you believe whether he lived or not, because it's it's a historical fact that he lived. <laughs> Amen. OK, so if he lived, then why? We all are here for a purpose. 
They're all here for a purpose. I can't believe that there are people who don't believe that there is a God. If you look around, all you got to do is look around. The, the, the word of God lets us know. And I mean, just from just from living, you know, you can look around and see there's absolutely no way that all of what is somebody had to be behind it all. There's absolutely no way you can look at the universe and not say somebody behind this. That's, a, that's like, and I've heard this before, you know, that's kind of like looking at a watch and just think that the watch just came together. You know, and kept time. When you understand that the whole universe is on a, is on a time clock. And just think about it. Just think about the seasons of the year. On time. I mean, just think about it. All of, a, all of a sudden, this just came together to be on time. And how could you, you know, you know, you have to have more faith in the believing that there is no God than there is God. When you look around at everything. Scientists know that there has to be a God because of what they found out in science. Anyway, let's look at Second um, Timothy one ten, and Second Timothy one ten reads like this. I'm going to read this from the the uh, New Living Translation. It says, "And now He has made all of this." plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He has made what? It all plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. Through the good news. Amen. Amen. Look at 1 John 4.14. 1 John 4.14. 1 John 4.14 says, Furthermore, I'm reading out an NLT version this time as well. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. Sent his son to be the savior of the world. Hallelujah. John 3, 17 John 3.17 So we know baby Jesus came here to be the savior of the world. His purpose in being born into the earth was to be the savior of the world. 
Verse 17 says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Hello. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. I was listening to um, someone this morning as we were getting getting uh, prepared. And the one thing that the church has done has created an atmosphere where people are afraid to come to church or won't come to church because they think that God is against them. And what they need to understand is this scripture right here. Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world. Now we may have Christians who condemn other people, but God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. That word saved means delivered, set free. A lot of people don't even know the condition that they're in. Some people realize the condition that they're in would like to get out of it, but they have no hope in them. And so therefore, they don't even believe that they can get out because what God has given to each one of us is the ability to believe your way out of any situation. And people who have no hope cannot believe their way out of their situation. And what we as Christians should do, and this is our responsibility to understand we're not here to condemn people, but to help them to believe that the condition that you're in, you can get out of. God can get you out of that condition. I don't care what your condition is. God can get you out of that condition. I don't know. I don't care how bleak it look. God can get you out of that situation. Isaiah 7, 14. I'm going to read it out of my Bible. And therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. We know Emmanuel meaning God with us. In Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there should be no end. Now, we're talking about Jesus. I just thought today that I would just present you with another way of looking at the birth of Jesus. We have to look at and understand first and foremost why he came. And then to get rid of some of the lies around his coming. Because the Bible is the truth that God has given to us. Jesus is the gift that God has given to us through which Grace and truth came. 
Jesus is his name. Christ is his anointing. He's anointed of God. He is the anointed of God. Just like you and I, once we become born again. You know, um, to celebrate a day without celebrating the birth is sacrilegious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of y'all got up this morning and opened up presents? Don't, let, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Because it's not about, and you got to teach your children that. Teach your children that it's not about Santa Claus. Because you know they got Santa Claus all over TV and everything. You know, when I found out that, um, you know, this is creating lies and, and creating a, a condition in our children where they cannot believe you as a parent. We stopped all that stuff. All that stuff cut off. Boom. Ain't no Santa Claus. Ain't no Santa Claus. Ain't, ain't no little red suit coming down no chimney. I'm the one who gave you these presents. And Santa Claus ain't give nothing. Santa Claus ain't come from no North Pole. He wasn't riding no sleigh. And wasn't no, wasn't no deer pulling the sleigh. Okay. All right. Let, 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 let's pray. Let's, let's, let's pray. I know, I know I don't have anybody in here still lying to your children telling them about Santa Claus. I, it, right, I curse that spirit right now in Jesus' name. To receive your gift of today's message on CD, simply send your donation of no less than $10 in the form of a check or money order to... Agape Embassy Ministries, 5775 Barclay Drive, Suite 7, Alexandria, Virginia, 22315. Visit us on the web at www.agapeembassy.org. Join us for our Sunday morning encounters at 9.30 a.m., and Wednesday evening Bible study at 7.30 p.m. We are located at 5775 Barclay Drive in Alexandria, Virginia. Or give us a call at 703-971-7202. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.